So today on the show, I have a very special guest. He's one of the top TikTok experts anywhere you can find. He's been crushing it on helping e-commerce brands and other types of brands grow on TikTok. And so we talk today about TikTok organic, virality, getting videos to go viral, uh, what you should do as an e-commerce business, trying to grow on TikTok, even what you should do as a coach or an expert on TikTok, though we focus a lot on specifically for e-commerce. And even if you wanted to start a new brand or a new product from scratch, how could you find those kind of products on TikTok? And the markets he says are crushing on TikTok. If you want to start a new brand, were not the ones I expected whatsoever. So hopefully you enjoy this interview with Chase Chapel. All right, so uh, we have Chase Chapel here. So last time Chase and I saw each other, he came and spoke at our event, SellerCon, uh, probably like six months ago or so now. Uh, he gave an awesome presentation. Uh, on how breaking down a lot of viral videos on TikTok, because the way I got caught up with Chase to begin with was I was trying to figure out this whole TikTok thing. I feel like I've been historically terrible at social media. And so I was like, how does this thing work? Because it was blowing up. And so I bought his TikTok ads course, which for me, like one of the most valuable parts in there was kind of breaking down um, how to get organic posts to go viral, which we can talk about in a second, but that's also very related to making ads work also and so i took that ended up having a video and i was just following chase's formulas in there on my own personal TikTok, and ended up having a video that now has four and a half million views some others that have hundreds of thousands one actually another one has a, a million and so just following literally what he was teaching so i was like hey man we've got a event coming up and you seem to have mastered this whole TikTok game and so would love for you to come speak about this because i that was my own experience i don't consider myself an expert in all that and so he came, and I think it was your your first time speaking at a big event like that, right? It was the first time, and it was the most incredible event that I've attended as well. Y'all did a great job at putting on that event. I was surprised at how many people were there, how engaged everyone was. It was a great crowd. So many people reached out to me after that event, too, which was really cool to see. Yeah, so, that's great. I yeah, it. man, because, I mean, it was your first time speaking to that kind of thing, but you did awesome. Like, it felt, like, completely natural up there. <laughs> I still watched some of the little recordings and stuff. And so, yeah, you did a great job. Um, so, yeah, what was... I like to What's that? Those videos ended up doing like over a million views after the event as well, which was pretty crazy to see. Nice. Yeah, cool. Uh, so, yeah, I want to get into kind of what's changed, what's different on TikTok now, because, I mean, I, I took your course, you know, I got to see some of your presentation and, you know, we've started pushing bigger for amazing on social. And so we've got our e-commerce clients and stuff, but we've been pushing amazing on social but something seems to have changed over the last six months. It's like, it seems like the game has gotten a little harder. And like when I was posting those videos, you know, cause we've sold a lot on e-commerce and our Shopify, we've done hundred million in sales at this point. So back yes. then all these, you know, younger people, they were like, oh, I've sold, you know, hundred grand on Shopify. So we'd come out there and we're like, <laughs> we've sold 60, $70 million. And like immediately we'd have a video go viral, wow. but it seems like the game's gotten a little harder now. Like what have you been seeing? Yeah. So there's a lot more people on the platform for one, TikTok passed a billion monthly active users on the platform then you have not only all these people posting but now you have people who understand the algorithm so it's a lot more competitive because the real players are here and the other big thing is tiktok's making a huge push towards tiktok shop which is like their own version of amazon inside their platform where people can you know discover products and so people are getting prioritized videos mm. based off what products they're sharing and you know highlighting here and that makes a big difference because now the views are starting to go more towards brands who are linking, you know, the products to their TikTok post and then people are buying from those. So it's not only more competitive, but now TikTok's favoring certain uh, features on the platform. 
Yeah, that's funny you were saying that. I was literally thinking that last night. I was like, you know, TikTok seems to be pushing the shop so hard that I'm just like wondering if like any video that does not talk about shop right now is going to get kind of deprioritized, <laughs> which seems to be what happened. So I, I definitely want to dig deep into TikTok shop, but putting that aside for like a second. So if you're not doing, say you're like, you know, like what Amazing does, teach people e-commerce, like we're not necessarily selling physical products ourselves. Sure. So for that kind of thing, like what do you think it takes now to have videos that you know let's say viral can mean like say hundred thousand plus views sure yeah i mean still this previous strategy still work which is modeling some of the you know high performing borrow videos and using you know expect 10 percent of how you model that video and then replacing it with your own content mm -hmm. but then series are becoming a big thing now which is where you actually link back to uh, deeper content on your TikTok that's either paid or free so mm -hmm. now when you post a video if you have a series tagged TikTok's also pushing those videos more because they want people to buy on the platform. So that way they can take a cut as well. So that's another big angle. For yes, I, I wasn't that familiar with that. I, I was literally just checking out your Instagram and I saw you had a little video on there about the series, but I wasn't that familiar with that. So that's actually being able to sell like digital products on TikTok. That's right. So you can sell guides, you can sell courses, you could sell, you know, free trainings, mm. paid trainings. And it's just a series of videos that people buy and then they unlock it within the app and then they can watch uh, all those videos on there. Okay, so those are, so the actual content is delivered within TikTok also. It's almost like premium content on there that That's you're right. selling with free videos. That's right, yeah. So it's like an extension of your page. They're trying yeah. to keep people within platform. It's super interesting because all these other social media platforms in the past have all been, I don't know, kind of like up on their high horse. They're like, yes. we just want pure content. We don't care if you buy anything. And they kind of have always been like, if we get enough people paying attention on the platform, then eventually we'll be able to sell ads and stuff. But TikTok's kind of like, hey, we don't care. We want people to actually spend money on this thing. Right. Yeah. It's very different than what you see on the other platforms. Like, what? how would you compare this from Amazon to, you know, what TikTok's doing? Uh, you mean Amazon versus TikTok shop? Yeah. I mean, Am Am like they've come at it from completely different ways. Like it's like TikTok started off as, you know, kind of like Facebook or Instagram where they got all the people considering um, engaging with content. And now they're pushing sales, which from what I've seen, like following, you know, kind of China over the years, that's very normal over there, this whole social shopping thing. But it's like Amazon has come from, you know, selling a bunch of products and then they did mm. a really terrible job on like incorporating any social media stuff whatsoever. Right. So it's almost like the backwards approach. But it's not like TikTok is inventing this stuff. It's like it's been happening in China forever. Yeah, it's weird how everybody's taking different approaches, but they're all kind of coming to the same realization. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, okay, so including the series, um, I'm also noticing like some of the content on TikTok is like almost become a little more like YouTube-like, I guess, in that, you know, in the past, if you're just doing like a face-to-camera video, like maybe you can have something blow up if you talk about something interesting, but I'm seeing some of the videos now that are blowing up are more that kind of YouTube thing where they're almost like going to random people in the streets. Or I saw one yesterday that was like this family sitting in their apartment or something like that, showing their mom how they made a million dollars in drop shipping. Like this more like live engagement kind of thing as opposed mm. to literally just person talking on the camera. Yeah, so uh, some of these longer form videos on TikTok, they're not necessarily algorithm favorable it's that they're mm. incentivizing people to make more money they're getting paid out if they get a video that goes viral with more than a minute long so if it's mm. more than a minute long they're getting paid way more so you're just seeing a lot more content of people posting longer form or doing really long form lives yeah. it's not necessarily that tiktok's like saying hey you know these are the videos that you should do because these are working it's hey here's the you know carrot on the stick 
that mm. you're going towards. And so if you can find out a way to get these to work, we'll reward you for that. So yeah. they're trying to get people to really stay there for a longer period of time. And then people are you know, doing it because they want to make the money off of it. I mean, there's incentive programs on there. They're rewarding creators for longer form videos. They have a big creator fund. They have the TikTok shop where people are making money off of TikTok. And then you have the series where people are making money. And not only that, but TikTok is giving out you know, free credits, free 50% off coupons where literally anyone can choose any product they want and get a 50% discount on it, saving them money. And the business owner doesn't even have to put up that own coupon. They still get paid from TikTok and that person still gets the discount as well. So TikTok's yeah. supplementing all these people so that way people naturally form the habit of buying on there. It's crazy. So, yeah, it seems crazy. Yeah, so I guess if you were to think of like an overall strategy for TikTok now, it's like, find a way to make TikTok money. <laughs> Either keep people yeah. on the platform a long time or literally right. find a way for them to like drive sales from your content. Yeah, it's almost like you want to partner up rather than, you know, push away. Because yeah. if you can become in sync with them, then you're really going to accelerate on the platform for sure. Yeah, because I guess in the past with a lot of these social media platforms, it's like, yeah, I try to give them some good content and stuff, but like get them off the platform as quickly as possible, which this seems a little different. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going the TikTok shop route, then you're wanting to definitely link your videos, send people to, you know, the TikTok shop. And then that all gets integrated back through your Shopify or e-commerce platform where you can manage all that data as well. Yeah. Okay. And so then, uh, yeah, I want to get into TikTok shop in, in a second. But one thing is, you know, I see TikTok live. They're kind of pushing that more and more. And it's kind of related to the shop also. But um, like, where are you seeing the value and sort of opportunities in the TikTok live right now? Yeah, so TikTok Live is good for, you know, coaches, educators, people who just want to share their value, like doing a daily is a big thing right now for like mm. people answering common questions that they're selling high ticket, because that's really helping people, you know, break down buyer objections, sending them outside of TikTok to go to their website. And then you can also link directly in the live now. So people can literally open the link to the website while still listening to the live. And then live is also working really well for small businesses. We haven't seen the full wave come over yet. Like it is in other countries where live is like just the only thing you're really seeing on a feed. Yeah. But you know, this market is really still adopting to it. But anybody who's like a small time, small business creator that's doing lives and then sharing their products through the lives and they're directly linking them, they're crushing it with sales. Like people are literally doing, you know, 10 to $30,000 a month just off of an hour a week of work, which is just insane to think about. Because yeah. TikTok's providing the viewers and then people are buying directly on the live while watching it. It's almost like an infomercial. Yeah, I mean, we saw, um, I was on TikTok and kind of on a Zoom call with Mike, who I think you met at the uh, at SellerCon, his other yes. kind of host and, and with partner at Amazing. And um, I saw when I was like scrolling through my feed, there was somebody that literally just had a phone set up looking at their product packaging that had like a little like card that says like 20% off today or something. And it was literally just a video of the product and it was just running. And there was like a hundred people on there. I was like, what the hell is this? I was like, Mike, you should give this a try. <laughs> so Mike yes. gave it a try and he kind of freaked out because like he had a thousand people live. Wow. Like just showing yeah. a video of his product. He didn't really know what to do. So he kind of like <laughs> shut it off. But I was Did like, Did he get any sales? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think he knew, okay. what, knew, knew what was going on. I, I was like telling you, you should have just picked up the phone and started talking about your product. Yes. Um, but he was just not expecting that. He was expecting there to be like nobody there. So it's kind of insane. Right. Yeah. They flood people in. Yeah. Um, cool. And then what is the deal with TikTok Live? Like I saw something they were trying to say they want you to be live for like 60 minutes or something a day. So like, that seems insane. That's part of the incentive program. So like people are getting paid out on these big rewards the longer that they're staying on live. So people are doing like an all day live stream or like a multi hour stream. 
Plus people are giving rewards or like buying the little roses or stickers and stuff. And people are getting paid that way. People who have no job at all do nothing. They just do lives and they're still making money. Yeah. So the longer you're doing it and the more consistent you are with the lives, they're rewarding you even more. So it's almost like this feedback loop of the more you do it, the more money you're going to make. So people mm -hmm. get in this, you know, habit of just constantly staying on and going longer and longer because it gets bigger and bigger rewards. I mean, people are, doing lives for a full week and then making their first $10,000. It's, it's just crazy to think about. Do you think, do you think there's a trick to get more people live? Because I've only done one because we were doing a webinar two days ago, I think. And I was like, what the hell? I was like, I never used this feature. I was like, let me try to go live like 30 minutes before. And I was just kind of telling people this thing was coming, giving a few e-commerce tips, but there was like eight people on there. And I have like 98,000 followers or something on TikTok. And so I was like, maybe I was like missing something here. Yeah. So the lives, so the way that, that really stacks up is you bring in a lot more than just like the topic that you set for the video. So like if you set a specific topic that you want to cover in the video, you have to be willing to open up that to all sorts of different topics. So like if mm. you're talking about, you know, something you want to talk about, you need to also be like, you know, people are walking through their home and then somebody says, Hey, what's, you know, what's that piece of art on your wall? This is totally mm. random. But once they start talking about it, and then a bunch of people connect with it, then you continue to do other stuff that's even outside of your topic, people will then come back to your video and ask, hey, where's your, you know, where's your dog at? Or where's, you know, how's the um, car you just cleaned or X, Y, Z, because they care about your personal life now. So people are yeah. a little bit more invested. And what happens is, even if they don't click into your live, they can still see your live video. So if it says 20 people are watching, you might actually have more viewers because when people watch your live for the first time, if you watch for, you know, say a minute, and then you get off the TikTok app and you are doing a live tomorrow and that same person comes onto the app, the first live they're going to see is the one they most recently engaged with. Mm. So they might see your live in feed right when they hop on and so they can re-engage and so your viewers can start to really stack over time. Yeah, that's interesting. It makes you think of, uh, did you ever see the movie The Truman Show? I have. <laughs> yeah, people just sitting <laughs> there watching like other it. people live their lives all day Very long. much like it. Yes. I mean, people, I've seen people get like the sticky pads on the back of the phones, place them on the walls and then have no engagement whatsoever with the TikTok. They're just placing like five phones, syncing them all together. Yeah. And they're literally just living a normal life and letting other people <laughs> watch it. I don't even understand that. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, all right, cool. So, so let's jump into TikTok shop. So I know you've got a lot of clients uh, that are e-commerce related. We've been teaching e-commerce forever. We do e-commerce. So TikTok shop, extremely relevant for that. So um, I guess just to start, I mean, what is your take on TikTok shop right now? TikTok shop is the next big wave for e-commerce right now. It is the one thing that TikTok is not only giving free money to people who haven't bought on the platform before, which is making it easier for people to get sales. And whenever you run ads, TikTok's also offering you know, reward incentives. Like if you spend a hundred dollars, you get a hundred dollars, or if you spend a thousand, you get a thousand or 1500, you get 1500. So they're covering their ad spend. They're covering the consumer's purchase. So basically it gets these costs down to, you know, it nearly being free for somebody not only to buy, but you to also get a customer. So you're not really having to pay as much to acquire somebody because they're taking away the big barrier to entry. Right. So whatever your product cost is, they're, they're chopping it down significantly for the consumer so therefore, your conversion rates are going up because price is no longer a big objection. Two, people are getting more comfortable on the actual platform. We went from 17 million you know, advertisers on the platform to 33 million advertisers on the platform in just one year on TikTok. Thanks. So that was a big leap. And yeah. then you also have you know, TikTok shop launched. 
a, you know, back in September officially. And between then and now there's over 200,000 TikTok commerce accounts, 200,000, yeah, which crazy. is pretty, pretty wild how fast that's growing. So you can definitely see that's like a big focus point for them. And people are hopping on. They don't run any ads. They connect their product. And as long as they have a feed of videos, they're starting to see sales without doing any pushes themselves. What do, you, what do you mean by a feed of videos? So if they have already had a TikTok profile with content on it, yeah. TikTok, once you've connected your TikTok shop, they're taking your product and putting it in the discovery feed. Mm. And if people click on your product and don't buy and they visit your profile, they can see your content that way. But then also that product will then be re-shown to them in, you know, with one of your video assets with the product tagged up with it. So yeah. now people are even, you know, more incentivized or seeing your product more frequently, which is going to help make, you know, make them want to make a decision. So, so for, uh, two different groups of people, let's start with people that are already have an e-commerce brand. And so for those people, like, what is your advice for them? If they've been selling on Amazon, on Shopify, like what is their game plan from like day one with yeah. up to like try to get results fast? I think that you continue doing what you're doing. You just use this as another sales channel like you would with, you know, Shopify might be your second sales channel if you're on Amazon or vice versa. It's just an additional tranche of revenue that you can bring into your business. Yeah. But right now, I think it is a big focus point that people should hop on early because these incentives aren't going to be forever. TikTok's not going to keep funding this whole boat for all these people to get these coupons or give out these big rewards like that is by design. That is going to eventually run out once ever once they see their numbers being adopted and people are getting used to it. You're going to have, you know, the second quarter is my prediction of next year, you know, 2024, second quarter, there's not going to be much more incentives. They're mm -hmm. going to have, you know, used up these two quarters here to really make a big push to get everybody, you know, using the TikTok shop. And everybody sees it right now. Yeah. You know, it's on everybody's feed. How often do you see TikTok shop when you yeah, get especially TikTok? if you engage with even one, then it's like 90% <laughs> of the posts you see after that are all people pitching right. products. It's overwhelming. So that's a good thing though, if you have a TikTok shop. It's annoying yeah. if you know you're just a consumer and you're not really interested in buying stuff. But for you know, a TikTok shop owner, that's like you know, gold because now you know your stuff's gonna be shown very frequently. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a big move right now. I'd say get connected to a TikTok shop, you don't have to do some big strategy. See if you get sales the first week. You know, most of the people who sign up see sales without doing anything. Like I'm mm -hmm. just talking an extra $1,000 a week. That's already, you know, a starting point. And then once you start posting videos, you know, see how many sales you get then. And if it works, start doing lives. And then you can also use the data from the videos you tag. Like if you get a hundred sales from a video, take that video, throw it in a Facebook ad, you know, run it to your Amazon store, run it to your, you know, Shopify, see how many sales you get from that video. And then once that's happening, you know, start doing the live, see if the lives start making an impact, then launch your TikTok shop ads, which are going crazy right now as well. But that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. So then, uh, so you have a brand, you create your, if you don't already have one, some people probably have like a TikTok account for their brand. They just don't use it mm -hmm. if they're not big on the platform. So they create that, they create their TikTok shop. Um, I know a lot of people, like from what I'm hearing, I know we're doing this right now with our coffee brand and they were having issues sorting out like the fulfillment piece and stuff. But mm -hmm. then we were talking with this like other guy who runs some brands like this. And he was like, look, he's like, we're doing like a million a month with some of these brands. He's like, we're just going, we're just processing the orders manually. Like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. You just export them. So I was telling our people, I was like, quit jacking around with integrations. I was like, just export them and, and let's go. And so um, game plan is like, we've got the account 
create the TikTok shop, at least our hero kind of products. Um, mm. Then what kind of content would you be producing from that point forward? If it's under the brand, like would they just be like direct product pitches or something else? So, yeah, so you can do your product comparison videos. We talked about these at the event where you're comparing a competitor's product against, you know, your product or comparing a, you know, normal routine people have that is tedious versus what you could be doing with this routine. Yeah. Would you and actually then, call out specific competitors? It, it's it's tricky because it depends on how you do it. So, like, if yeah. you're going to call out a specific competitor, there are legal things that, you know, can yeah. get touchy there. I'm no legal expert. Because um, I saw I, your makeup one that was like yeah. their thing and the girl was rubbing it yes. on versus like billion dollar brand. That's right. So typically, you know, you want to shy away from showing logos. I mean, yeah. it, it just all depends on how that gets. That's just a whole nother conversation. But when you're comparing to another product, you don't have to show their logo or, you know, identify the specific brand. You could say, you know, this billion dollar company that everybody knows or, you know, um, have the tape over the logo and then people can recognize pretty much what it is just by the look of it. Yeah, Those are really good videos because it, you can do a good breakdown that way. Then you have your features and benefits, your founder story, you know, showcasing how you started the company, how you started the product. And then the live streams are really like the opportunity for you to just like constantly regurgitate the same info, but it's always a new audience a lot of times. Yeah. So you can answer the same questions and get a lot of, you know, topics covered. Or if you have a big viewed video and you have a lot of comments going live right after that, you can just cover all those comments on there and get a lot of purchases. Can, so, you, do, can you do a live stream on TikTok, like on Instagram, at least I feel like it used to be more popular on Instagram, like a year or two ago, but like where you have like a guest, like two accounts can go live together. Is that a thing on TikTok? Yes. Yeah. So you can both be live on TikTok, two people, you can compete against each other and do like games and stuff too. Mm. But you know, you can both be live and you can be selling, you know, your products even during that live, like people can literally check out in cart without ever leaving the platform while watching your video and still hearing you. You yeah. can even leave the TikTok platform and still have the audio from the live playing on your phone. That's how yeah, convenient that's they made it. Yeah, sweet. Um, okay. And then so if you think if somebody creates their TikTok shop under their brand, they're publishing content and they're not getting the sales that they want, what would be your first thing to kind of look at to try to figure out how to improve it? Yeah, it's probably the content. Um, it's probably the pacing of the video, how you're filming it. If you have too long of an intro, you want to keep your intro at least, you know, one to three seconds long. Call out a strong hook, which is, you know, what people are actually watching the video about. You don't want it to drag on too long. You want to immediately go into the core content of what you're covering. If you're, you know, highlighting a problem in your life and you're breaking down the solution, you immediately say, you know, this is why I hate this every morning and or doesn't everybody hate doing this as well? And you yeah. include everyone in the conversation as a hook. And then the, you know, core part of it is, you know, breaking down why your product is a solution, but it doesn't come across as a sales pitch. It's a genuine, you know, video that's helping somebody. And then the call to action can actually just be left out on a TikTok shop video in this case because the product will actually be popping up towards the middle part and the end of the video for people to click on it. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to really call that out now. Whereas yeah. like, you know, previously, if you don't have a TikTok shop, you want to have a call to action, go to the website, go here, you know, here's how to buy it, click the link, you know, here's where they need to go. But the TikTok shop videos, it's already linked directly. So people are going to see it pop up. Yeah. Are you seeing most people like, uh, let, let's talk about the ones that you see crushing it or people that you have clients. Um, do you think you need to offer any extra coupon incentive scarcity or you think just what TikTok is doing themselves is fine? 
Yeah, what TikTok, TikTok's giving a huge offer right now, and we're seeing this reflected in the return on ad spend and the purchase conversion rates. Um, you know, the free shipping plus X percent off is is good because like they might give you a coupon to extend to your entire audience, and you can mention that coupon in your ad mm. or in your videos. Like, hey, TikTok's giving you fifty percent off if you buy with us. Yeah. So like, if you just sign up, you might see these coupons pop up in your account, and then they have the you know system wide um, offers, which is like, hey. You know, on Black Friday, they did a Black Friday Cyber Monday deal for all of their, you know, shops where everybody got like, you know, some money to spend on the platform. So right now they're, you know, giving out these offers and you could pair one up with it. But I mean, TikTok's already doing it for you. So I would leverage that. And then if it's crushing it and you're getting a crazy return on ad spend, like if you're normally getting a say, you know, is a more technical, but if you're normally getting like a 3x ROAS with, you know, no offer. Right. And you have X amount cost per purchase and you're getting a 3x return on spend. Whereas TikTok's offering a 50% discount on your product and you're getting, you're running ads and you're getting a 10x on that 50% that TikTok's offering. Well, you've already opened up your margin even more because of this. Even yeah. though they've discounted by, you know, that amount, you're still making more money because of this amount of return on spend because your cost per purchase has gone down so significantly. Your cost to acquire a customer. Mm -hmm. So therefore, after this is gone, you could say, okay, TikTok's already proven the strategy for me. I might run this offer again, you know, a couple months out and get the same return ad spend that I used to. So you're able to see how their offers impact your overall return. So you could start using the same offer that they're giving your audience already. Yeah. So is the is the revenue reported with TikTok shop ads before coupons or after coupons? So if they apply the uh, coupon then essentially the creator is getting that discount. Yeah. And then right now how it's working also is the company is receiving the full amount in a lot of cases. So yeah. whatever the actual cost of the product is, they're even making up that margin for them. Right. Yeah. That's so it, it's crazy. So TikTok's really paying double. Right. Yeah. So then, so then if you, uh, you get your TikTok shop cr created, you're got your own post going, creating videos, and then what would be your ad strategy? Yeah, so I'd redeem, you know, the TikTok um, incentive, which is the spend 100, get 100, spend 500, get 500. I can, you know, send the link to you and you can share it with this audience so everybody sure. can receive that. And that way you're getting money whenever you're spending. And not only that, but what you can do is you can quite literally take a video from your social feed based off of what's already gotten purchases from what's reported in the TikTok shop. That's how we're looking at it. We're saying, okay, this video got six purchases or 10 purchases. It's not a lot of data, but that's already enough for us to know that that video is working to some degree. Yeah. And we're taking that and we're placing about five to seven, you know, ads inside of a TikTok audience. We used to place about two to three to start, but now we're doing five to seven. And then what, what we're doing is- What kind is, of audience? So we're doing a broad audience okay. and leaving it open for TikTok. And then we're doing a, a, a stack of just tons of different interests, tons of different hashtags of you know anything that's related to your industry and it's about two audiences to start with with five to seven ads in each okay and the big thing that people miss is you want to select product sales which is going to lead you to tiktok shop and then you want to make sure whenever you do the tiktok shop on your tiktok shop ad this is the difference between getting a really high return that's been a not you want to use the interactive add-ons. Mm. So everybody sets up TikTok shop ads and they don't have the interactive add-on. And what an interactive add-on is, is when you pop up a carousel within the video 
of people being able to scroll through all your products and hit buy now and check out immediately. If yeah. you don't have your interactive add-on, they have to hit the shop now button. They then have to go to your shop page and then they get thrown onto this collection that's just blank with all your products. And then they got to click that. Then they got to click add to cart. Then they got to click checkout. So it's a super long process if you miss the interactive add-on, whereas yeah. it's one click versus multiple you know, clicks throughout the TikTok shop funnel. Yeah, I can't so, remember if you said something like this in our text messages before we we booked this thing, but it's like, it very much reminds me of like the early days on Amazon where it's kind of like, it's a little bit chaotic. It's like these yeah. things that would be super <laughs> obvious. It's just like, they're moving so fast at TikTok that they haven't sorted out a lot of these things. Even logging into stuff I find with ads, like I'm like, how the hell do I get back to business center? It's like four clicks later, I've got four windows open, but it's just like, it's the nature of this company that's just growing as fast as possible. It's crazy. And their support is getting so slow on the TikTok shop. And there's probably going to be people in here in the audience who apply and don't even get approved, yeah. even though they should. But it's just like such a long process. It could take up to two weeks before we even hear back from them. And then they're like, oh, you miss, you know, spelled the business name on this document. You need to re-upload it. And then you're on another two weeks of waiting. Yeah. So it's definitely, you know, backlogged. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, cool. So that's on the ad side. And I guess the uh, uh, the interactive add-ons, whenever you're creating a TikTok shop ad, which I have not done myself, those are different add-ons than like, you know, when I've done it, because I've done it in a few little follower campaigns uh, here and there. And those are different. Like there's like very, like, I don't even understand what half those add-ons were before. So yeah. I don't really have them because they seem like stuff unrelated, but the TikTok right. shop ones are different. So, yeah, so what you're referring to is like a standard ad. If you're just running people to a website or, yeah. you know, getting people engaged with your page, you can have like a, a sticker where it says uh, vote on my poll or mm -hmm. um, asking a question to your audience. They're not necessarily conversion related, yeah. but with the TikTok interactive add-ons, it's almost like a Facebook carousel, mm. except overlaid in a swipe version on top of a video so it's like oh, you have okay. the video and then you have the carousel and you can swipe through the carousel while watching the video at the same time yeah, so it's kind of it. like they took two ads and put them together so that's what the interactive add-on is and then you have your display card which used to be a good way for you know you running ads to your website you could use the display card which is like sort of like a banner like your special offer banner get x percent off or here's free shipping or here's our big feature you have the banner and people can click the banner go to the website now the interactive add-on is like basically your collection page put into a little carousel slider overlaid on top of your video. Okay, got it. Makes sense. Uh, so then there's ads, but then I know there's a lot of like interesting features that have been rolled out with connecting with creators and like we're in the process, I think, where we're working with somebody um, on reaching out to, I don't even know the full details, but we're somehow like messaging like 600 of these creators a day or something. Wow. And the conversion rate supposedly like really low, but then a handful end up biting and then you send them samples. And mm -hmm. so there's like that whole thing. But what are you seeing um, on that side in terms of getting other people? Because I know it's fairly easy once I guess you get the account approved and stuff to be like a creator that's like, okay, I just want to create videos and promote other people's products and I earn my commissions, I guess. Like, what are you yeah. seeing from like, the e-commerce business owner standpoint, like using that to grow your business. Like the affiliates and yeah. uh, influencers to post your videos. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a few things you can do there, which is like, if you have your TikTok shop, you can have your product where they can now, you can add a creator in your TikTok shop platform, your mm -hmm. commerce account, and they can then link the product directly from their profile. And have it linked in their videos. So when they post a video, they can have it tagged. And whenever somebody buys from their video, you get a portion of the revenue, they get a portion of the revenue, TikTok gets a portion of the revenue. You know, everybody yeah. kind of wins in that situation. 
that's still in its infancy phases with the TikTok shop. But in terms of like, you know, people reaching out to influencers, influencer spending is still higher than TikTok, you know, ad spending right now, which is mm. pretty crazy to think about. How many creators are you, you said y'all are reaching out to 600 a week? Uh, a day. Whoa, um, they've got like overseas insane. people. Yeah. And I think it kind of like caps a lot. out. Yeah. You can only send so many of these messages. So I think it's like literally like one a minute or something. And so it's people overseas that are just sending the same messages. I can't imagine this is going to last forever. And uh, are y'all seeing a good ROI? It, we just started um, maybe a week or less ago. I mean, we're, we're it's like zero to a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> go from zero to 600 a day. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll keep you updated. I'll let you know what happens, but it's yeah. brand new for us. But a lot of brands, that's still a majority of their spend is getting the creators because, you know, that was the very early part of TikTok. That's like what everybody was doing before they were really running ads because they couldn't get the ads figured out, but they knew the creators were crushing it and finding the right people who can engage. So mm -hmm. that's still very much a big part of the, you know, overall um, system of people engaging with TikTok and working with creators. So very much so people can link the product to TikTok shop, or they can just talk about the product and you can then still use a Spark ad, which is essentially you running an ad from their page using their actual um, video in an ad, and then them talking about your product and you selling it through online. So there's so many avenues you can take with that. Yeah, and so then the other uh, kind of part of this, so we talked about like existing people that already have brands, but you know, if you want, if you're trying to see like, okay, there's this huge opportunity on, on TikTok, maybe I should either add a new product to my current brand or start a new brand either from scratch for my first time ever, or maybe it's a brand that I'm like, okay, my brand right here is maybe kind of boring. Maybe I want to just create a secondary business that sells new products and trying to take advantage of this whole TikTok thing. Like, how would you, if you were somebody that's just like, I want to start a new e-commerce business, I want to take advantage of this TikTok thing. Uh, what would you be looking for? Yeah, so in terms of price or just types of products? Yeah, types of products for sure. Yeah, I mean like what I'm what we're seeing working on TikTok is anything in the home improvement space. That could mm. be wall art, that could be plants, that could be pottery, that could be, you know, um little furniture items that are under $150. That's so interesting. That's not what I would have expected. <laughs> yeah, so those that's one category. Then the cosmetics is a big one. It's very yeah. saturated, but you know, people trying on makeup, doing all those you know, sorts of things. Apparel is another big one, especially boutiques, because whenever you're able to show off y'all's your new release or your new item or what you just received in, those videos are going wild. The electronic space, whether it's like, you know, gaming controllers or, you know, chargers or anything to do with lighting, that's another big thing because it's very visually appealing. You can showcase different, you know, views and stuff like that. Um, items that have a big visual impact, it, whether it's like, you know, projectors or uh, lamps or little machines. Those are doing really well. And that's a majority of the categories right there. But, you know, the food and beverage industry, that one's like a little touchy. I would still send people to the website and there's still a lot of policies around stuff like that. Um, medical devices, you don't want to really mm. do anything related to that. That's outside of policy. So they yeah. still have some strictness around that. But, you know, really products between, you know, $25 to $150 are, are crushing it. And then anybody who's like coach education wise, like that's a whole nother thing. You know, you can get high ticket sales on there all day long. Yeah. Are you, uh, do you use either for your own business or other people? Like, are you using kind of like the DM feature? Cause on Instagram, like the whole model for like, especially coaching kind of stuff is like, mm. 
get people either to respond to your stories with DMs or to literally DM you uh, just straight off your page, like tell me, telling them in the post text. Um, yeah. Is that a big that, thing on TikTok? That's also? a, that's a, that's an interesting question. So th that's been recently, they've had DMs for a long time now, since, you know, even since when I was on TikTok about three or four years ago, but it wasn't very technical at all, but they've now opened it up to where you have your primary, you have your unreads, you have your requesteds. So they're starting to model what Instagram looks and they like. They just copy Facebook and Instagram. They're just like, <laughs> why are yeah, we? Everybody copies each other. It's so yeah. Yeah. Um, but so now people are coming into the DMs and we're responding to DMs now on TikTok as well. We used to migrate everybody over to Instagram, but now that they're making it more Instagram-esque mm -hmm. and it's very similar in behavior, you can't really link in there yet. So like you can't directly click links, but you can copy them and then paste them. So right. that's still working. We know that's good. And a lot of times we're noticing like when we were telling people to go to Instagram, they didn't even have an Instagram account, which was something I, I didn't even think about. I, I, I thought for whatever reason, this is just, you know, I was like, everybody's got to have an Instagram. Well, apparently not. A lot of people do not have Instagram. They have a TikTok, which yeah. is pretty crazy. So they are using that DM feature. So it's definitely, you know, growing by far. I would like to see them do linking where you can actually click a link. Sure. Um, you can, you know, do stickers or a product tag in there, which is good. So you can have conversations that way if you've already linked up with the shop. So they want to keep it in the app once again. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've been speaking with other coaches and seeing, you know, different DM strategies from what people are doing on Instagram and how we're interacting there. But now, like, you know, there's a lot of coaches that will make a video and a bunch of people will comment and then they'll go and message all those people from the comments. So that people doesn't have, like, like cap out or something. I know on it Facebook doesn't cap out. They used like, to cap it out. Yeah. So there used cool. to be a limit. There used to be a max. You used to not say the same thing. They removed it. And because you always see people like if you have a video that doesn't even halfway well, there's like these other doofuses that come out of nowhere and start like spamming your posts and stuff. Mm. But I guess if you were to DM the people that commented on your post and they DM the people that commented on your post, but say like hypothetically, a good chunk of those people have followed you, then for yours, if, if they already follow you, that's probably going to go in their like primary inbox, whereas the other people get somewhere else. Yes. And still a lot of people have because this is a setting that's automatically turned off, like you can't DM unless you're both friends. Oh, but okay. a lot of people are starting to migrate to where like if you follow somebody, you're allowing them to D DM you now, even if they don't follow you back. So that's starting to see you're starting to see that transition. So DMs are opening up a little bit more. But once it's like fully open and everybody can just be shooting DMs and you know, most of these settings get removed. I think we're going to be seeing a big shift in, you know, a lot of education and consultants, creators, agencies using that side of the platform. Yeah, for sure. Do you think followers on TikTok matter at all? I think it's good for credibility. Yeah. Used to, anybody could get followers, so it didn't really necessarily mean anything. But now that people are, you know, you can still get explosive followers, but a lot of people have a lot of followers, but it's getting a little bit harder to gain followers. So as hard as it is to gain it becomes more valuable in my opinion. So if you got in early, you got a bunch of followers and you still have a lot of engagement, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but if you're, you know, now we're starting to see less and less people are like following accounts. Like when you first join, everybody just be hitting follow on just about everybody they saw because they discovered a new person. Yeah. I think YouTube's probably the biggest player for like how, ma how much that matters. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, uh, like I said, I have like 98.5 thousand and I was like, what the hell? I'm just going to run some ads just to get over a hundred thousand <laughs> completely arbitrary because like, mm -hmm. it doesn't seem to really matter. It's like, I, if I have a video that's like terrible, it'll get like 500 views. If I have a video that's great, it'll get like tens of thousands of views. And so it's like the number of followers, like almost like doesn't matter at all, but it has gotten more expensive. Like I, I ran ads back then and I checked and it was as little as like 16 cents per follower through ads. And now I'm seeing like 45 cents. How long ago was that? Which one, the 16 cents? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, that was probably a year ago. 
Okay, a year ago. Yeah, so between then and that amount of time you've had, what what is that, like 13, 16 million more advertisers on the platform? Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> so makes sense, yeah. Near double. Yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of also with just the uh, follower side in the videos, like the, the quantity of posts, we haven't really spoke, spoken on that. Quantity used to be a big thing. It was just like, you know, and it still is. You can post as much as you want because you're still reaching new people. But we're starting to see like quality taking over. So like mm -hmm. really putting an emphasis and really ironing out your topic and making sure it's going to be a big video idea. And if you get explosive views on that video and then you, you know, maybe you don't even post for a full week and you just spend that amount of time coming up with your very next video idea that you know is going to crush it because you did the research, you put in the time. So it's like, you know, what did Abraham Lincoln say? I don't know the exact quote, but he's like, if I had an hour to chop down a tree, mm -hmm. I'd spend the first 50 minutes sharpening the axe or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the same thing now I feel sort of where TikTok's going is like the people who are hitting the big view volume and maintaining the views every video are the ones who are like focusing not on quality in terms of the aesthetics of what the, um, how the camera is, but in terms of the topic and the way that they phrase it. Is, is a big That's, portion I right think now. so interesting because it's like, it's it's hard for me to make that jump because I feel like sometimes it just seems like random. Like I'll have this video that I <laughs> uh, think is good mainly because of the angle, not necessarily like the production value. And then it'll do like nothing. And then I'll have some other video that I think is like garbage and then it'll do better. And so I'm like, it'd be hard for me to want to spend a week creating this video. And I'm like, oh, this is a perfect masterpiece. And I put it up and, and, and TikTok is like 500 views. And I'm like, well, shit, I just wasted a whole week. Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely, I mean, I, I would say that's common. I mean, I even experience that sometimes. I'm like, why did this video even go that crazy viral? Like it made no sense to me. But I hear um, what you're saying from some of the other people that like their full time job is to be influencers. Like I've heard the same mm. thing on YouTube. I was listening to this one podcast, I think with like Neil Patel and some other guy. And they were talking about somebody that I think it had a big exit in their business. And for some reason really wanted to dial in like YouTube shorts. And this guy was spending like so much time and effort creating the world's greatest YouTube shorts. And he was getting like nothing to show for for three months. But then like, bam, all of a sudden, like everyone gets like 100,000 million plus views. That is, I'm so glad you brought that up. But I want to go back for a second. But after I'm going to address this one. So my friend Alex Stemp, he's like the I make strangers famous with the photography. You know, mm. he was posting his YouTube shorts and he gets about like, he's gotten over a billion views on TikTok. He posted about 200 videos on YouTube and barely had cranked over 100,000 views. So yeah. he had all those videos he migrated from TikTok that got over a billion views. And he's had, you know, 15 million followers on TikTok, but only 100, 200,000 views at most across all of his videos on YouTube. Then one day, in one day, one of those videos that was posted, you know, all that time ago on YouTube Shorts took off and did like 10 million views in like a week. That yeah, then crazy. activated every single one of his videos and all of them flew past a million. He gained a few hundred thousand subscribers in just a couple of days. Yeah, it's crazy. I was here. I was, here, I was watching this guy's YouTube video, a younger guy. I mean, who knows? I mean, you could even know him. I don't know. But he, uh, I think he has like an Australian accent or something, but good videos on YouTube, like teaching Instagram stuff. And like mm -hmm. he had created some new account and for like five months or something, he was posting every day, trying to do good quality on Instagram tips or whatever. And then, yeah, then after that, he had one video that just like went viral. And then like after that, every video after that did well. It's like almost like his account finally got like blessed or something. Yes. Yeah. No, it's crazy. So, I mean, like you can have a video activate a ton of other ones, but that actually ties back into what we were talking about earlier with the quality. So like if you get multiple quality videos back to back with lots of views, right? 
the more that stacks up, the more people are going to see your other videos. And if they are already high view volume and very engaging, they're going to go on a rampage through all of your videos because they're going to be showing up on their feed way more often. And if you mm -hmm. already know those are those videos have already gone viral, then you know it's going to resonate. So TikTok's going to be pushing so many of your videos. Whereas if you get a big viewed viral video and you have a bunch of 1,000 viewed videos that didn't really do anything or didn't have a lot of engagements, those videos will still show up next to the person who just viewed your viral video, but they mm -hmm. might swipe out of it and then fall out of your page, even if they followed. So they might not see your content again. Yeah. So if you're consistently getting the big views, and this isn't a target you want to set because it's like, you know, this is something you work towards and, you know, craft over time with your video formats on what styles you want to post and find out what works. But if eventually, once you get that routine going, you'll see all of your videos just multiplying. And then you can go from getting every video to 10,000 views to then a week later, all of those 10,000 view videos are all of a sudden at 60 to 100,000 views and oh, you wow. did no extra work. Yeah, that's TikTok's crazy. just leveraging them. And I found through, you know, some just through my own experience after that event we did at SellerCon, right? I took some of those recordings of when I was speaking and I posted one clip of uh, the video and it only did a few thousand views. I was like, well, man, you know, everybody loved it at the event. It seemed like we had a good, why didn't I see more views on TikTok? And then I basically, all I did was reclipped it. I took the portion where I talked about how much money somebody made from the video they posted on TikTok and move that to the beginning. That video then did 180,000. The same one oh, just wow. moved the hook from the middle to the beginning. And, and then, so, so then you, so it was actually like not the order of the presentation you did. You just took that one part, put it at the beginning. Yeah. And into the so other part. I found a better way to, for a future event, I now know how to, I, I've even learned from both ways. So I'm like, okay, I know how to now approach the event going forward too, because I <laughs> do it in the order. So you already have the right, clip ready. Because <laughs> that was really engaging, but it yeah. works really well on TikTok because people wanted to hear the number and then yeah. they're like, okay, now I have a reason to stay. So I gave them a reason to stay in those videos. I then just basically reclipped every single one and they were doing 180,000, 100,000 views, 80,000 views, 70,000 views every single time it was back-to-back -back hits. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's really good to hear because a lot of times you feel like you need to create like new content and stuff, but maybe it's just not clipped in the right way. Like exactly. you something. You can, I've heard some people like, I remember one, what was that? Could have been a great concept. Yeah, like I, I remember, yeah, I mean, you're making a good point here about general presenting. I remember we were attending an event and this company had come up, maybe everyone knows them, but I don't know them. It was like Dr. Squatch. They sell like soap mm, and stuff. Yes. And I was like, I don't really know who they were. And so this guy was up presenting <laughs> and talking about all these strategies and this and that. And I was like, you know, getting kind of tired. I was like, I don't know. This is like somewhat interesting. And then like 30 minutes into the presentation, he's like, oh, by the way, we do 200 million a year in sales. And I'm like, wow, why did you put that at the beginning? I was like, then I would have been paying more attention the whole time because I'm like, <laughs> could be anybody talking about this stuff. But I feel like a lot of times people miss that thing. I, that's exactly right. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. If you can find that, usually people, I am I was a proponent of this and I notice I do it a lot more than I should. I'm throwing the hook and it's like, hey, and I'm telling you all this because we did X. And it's like, oh, then they're like, okay, I see. And they're like, wait, what did you say in the beginning part again? I want to. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, One question. Uh, I've always wondered about this myself. And this kind of goes not just like doing good things to have videos go viral, but also if you just think about somebody, let's say a new prospect or lead or potential customer that's checking out your profile, do you think it makes sense to archive or delete posts that don't do that well? Because if they see a bunch that have done well, but then they see one that does like very mediocre, do you think it makes sense to like get rid of those? So all of the ones that they see have done well, except maybe the newest one that who knows? 
Yeah, I, I've been on the fence on this one. So I've said I've been on both sides. So a, a year ago, I would say don't archive your posts because if you get a viral video, all of them can activate. Yeah. And if you didn't have them elsewise, then they wouldn't activate. But when I was saying that, this was still when everybody was just getting on the platform and they might have only had 15 videos. So you don't want to hide them because if that video goes viral, then you might actually find out a lot more of them are engaging because you hadn't had your first viral video yet. Yeah. Now my stance is, is if you have lots of content and you've posted hundreds of videos and you've been in this like, quote unquote, TikTok gel, which isn't really a thing, it's just your content. Um, but if you're like stuck at a certain view volume, then once you get a, you know, a big video, it's going to be good to actually, I would recommend actually going back and archiving some of your videos, not deleting, just moving them to only me. There's like an only me filter and just hiding some of your lowest view volume. So like if you have videos, say out of a hundred videos, you have um, 90 over a thousand, just remove the 10 that are under a thousand. Now you have a baseline. Now all your videos are above a thousand. Then yeah. once you get videos consistently above, you do this in you know brackets. Once you have videos that are always above 10,000, go back and see how many you have under a thousand and start to remove those. And then mm -hmm. eventually when you get a big, big video, and all of your other contents already been curated on your profile because it's all amazing viewed videos, they're going to rise no matter how old they are in terms of views. And yeah. your page is going to get this like sort of flywheel going. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I mean, yeah, I did one post a week for a month and I used to post about 30 to 60 videos a month, which is like, I can't even believe I was doing that. Mm -hmm. um, but it was a grind. <laughs> yeah. But now I did four videos and I got more views than I did when I was doing 30 to 60, just off of four. And that's and because you, all my other old videos activated. Right. And so if you wanted to maximize your results, like assuming you had nothing else going on in life, like, do you think you would still post the same volume? Like that you Yeah, you could post the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're jump starting a page, you definitely are going to go towards volume. And then I think it's a slow decrease towards um, identifying your formats and identifying quality. I think there's definitely a starting point of, you know, go heavy quantity, find out what's going to work, you know, test and fail quick, you know, figure out what it is that's actually engaging. And once you have that video, figure out why it is it went viral and try to replicate it, try to do it over, over again, study the space. And once you start to, you know, maybe every five videos or every 10 videos, you're getting a, at least 10 to 100K, you know, views, then you have one format you can start to solidify and start to fade out some of those other ones. But I still test, you know, new ideas that I've never done before on my account. Yeah. Like I'd never had an event video to be able to post and it flopped the first time. I was like, man, I thought, you know, we had good feedback, but it was just the restructuring of the video I found out. So you might even go back and redo your videos. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, I guess kind of last question here. Um, what do you think, I, I, maybe talk, talking about specifically e-commerce brands, like what do you think are the biggest mistakes they make trying to make TikTok work for them, either from just getting organic viewership that helps their brand or using that to sell on TikTok shop now? Yeah, so the big, I mean, when I see people really struggling on TikTok, it, it, it's it's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. It's that they're not being brutally honest enough with their mm -hmm. content. They're like, right. why are my videos not going viral? Why are they're, they're always questioning why they're the only ones not getting the view volume or why they're stuck at a certain views or why they can never get a viral video or they've only had one viral video. And it's not, and it's, and it's a hard thing to hear because it's like, you really have to look in deeply, become very realistic look at your video that is, you know, only has a few views, find a video that is very, you know, that's similar to what you posted about. If it's about your product, go type in TikTok shop and whatever the highest view videos are that pop up on that feed on TikTok, hashtag TikTok shop, 
click on them, and then watch that video and pair it side by side. And play those videos at the same time without volume and with volume and see how much of a difference their big viewed video is compared to yours. And even if you, if you do play this, them with volume and without volume. Yeah. So you oh, want to see without because you want to pay attention. You just want to strictly look at the clips, how fast they're yeah. moving and, you know, what they're showing. And then you want to play with volume. So that way you can hear the differences in mm -hmm. your audio versus theirs. And a lot of it comes down to, you know, each little clip and how you you know, sync up the sound with the clip or what you're saying or where your text positioning is or, you know, the angles that you use, even the timeline of your entire TikTok or having too long, like people are putting logos for five seconds at the end of their video and they're like, why are my videos going viral? I did everything the other person did. Well, you did, but you added your five seconds of logo at the very end. Like that's the culprit. Yeah. So you got to get it as closely as possible with your own content and really dive deeply into understanding what it is that's making your video not go viral. Okay, perfect. Yeah, thank you. Um, all right, so yeah, appreciate you doing this. Appreciate you speaking at SellerCon. If people want to work with you, they want to engage with you, they want to learn more from you, like what do you? where would you want them to go? Yeah, they can check out my YouTube, Chase Chapel, C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L, -L, Chase Chapel, and then chasechapel.com. They can reach out to me there, have all my socials linked, and they can find you know our curriculums, agency, our software, search.com. Yeah. Okay, perfect. And what is what is what is your kind of ideal client like for people that'll work with you, maybe on the agency side? Yeah. So small to medium businesses, ideally, if they're spending you know above ten thousand on ad spend, or thirty, or fifty, or even a hundred k, and they're looking to go to that next level. All with platforms, spend, I assume. Uh, Facebook and uh, TikTok. Okay. And if they're looking to do TikTok shop ads or have us help them set it up, or if they're looking to really ramp up their Facebook, we'll really pair both those strategies together. And an ideal client for us, they'll already know, they'll have a creative uh, person on their team, or they'll have content creators, or they create it, or they have a partner that does it for them. We don't do any in-house creative at all. Yep. Um, so the ideal partner would have, you know, a budget to work with that wants to scale, but they also have, you know, their own creative people to work with. Okay, perfect. All right. Thanks, Chase. Appreciate you doing awesome. this. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. I really enjoyed it.